rewards that. I would always be like, Lord, this is my, as silly as it sounds, this is my like offering to you. This is my sacrifice to you to make the effort to stay back here when everyone else is being blessed in the revival line and I'm changing a dirty diaper just to go home. You know, it's easier to take the path of least resistance. Um, But when you make those deposits, uh, they are cumulative and they create a good culture. And so the kids know we value the house of God. Uh, We have prayer time within our home where we put on worship music. Uh, We have Bible reading time. It's changed throughout the years. You know, when they were little, I would read the Bible to them. As they get older, they do it themselves. But you can't, the biggest mistake parents make in the Christian home and outside of the Christian home is once they reach like 12 years old, you think you've crossed the parenting finish line. <laughs> and you're like, I don't have to hold their hand anymore. Like, whew, mm-hmm. like I can do what I want now and they can do what they, mm-hmm. they could take care of themselves. And that's so not true. If anything, you have to be even more Correct. intentional. Yeah. And so, you know, asking them, what's the Lord speaking to you? What are you reading? Um, if they if they are very flippant with it, I will be like, you know what? This is our Bible reading plan as a family. We're going to read through Philippians. This is our verse of the week. And, uh, you know, as a mom, you have to stop relying on everybody else to teach your children something. Mm-hmm. We uh, sent our kids to public school, and that was a, a decision that we prayed through, and we're going to get into that on the podcast this season, too, of why we made that decision. Um, but, but you know, I understood that with that came me being their Bible teacher, me taking mm-hmm. on the responsibility in a lot of ways of their spirituality. So, um, and then connecting with them is work too. You don't always feel like it. Um, there's times that I come home from work and I'm like, I don't want to have a conversation. Like, no. don't want to do it. But I press through. Like, how was your day? Tell me about it. Get excited about it. Engage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, wh- how was your test? Tell me about it. And and so finding those connection points and then whatever they're into, I'm into. Whether that's wrestling, whether that's jujitsu, whether that's lacrosse, like their interests become my interest. And that's how it is as a leader. And that's how it is as a parent. You just keep engaging in those relationships together and having uh, those conversations. We think, and we do, in the summer we usually have a date with each of the kids that we take each one and do something special with them. Like my son Addison, you know, he's musical. So, you know, we've taken him to the symphony. Um, Evan's into sports. We'll take him to a sporting event. Yeah. Ava, you know, to a play, whatever it looks like. We'll do one-on-one things according to their interest. But it doesn't have to be a big thing where mom, where you're like, I don't have the finances to do this. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. it has to be a big Instagrammable moment. Like, no, it's the little deposits (laughs) daily the little interactions daily. I get up with my kids. I get up early anyway. But there's a certain point in my morning routine that I shift that it's not about me doing my devotions and spending. I shut my Bible and I know from that point on it's a connection point with my kids. I'm making breakfast, making their lunch, and talking to them. My kids are talkative in the morning. I wouldn't miss out on that Mm. if I decided to sleep in or if I decided to just ignore them during that time. You have to be perceptive to opportunities to connect especially with your teenage kids when they are more talking maybe it's before bed but but off more often than not it's going to be a time that you don't feel like it but but it's worth it <laughs> sorry ladies but it's <laughs> yeah. worth it yeah. remember that so good I love that you touched on uh your morning routine and how you go about your day I would love personally <laughs> to know what does that look like being a mom of five being a wife all the hats that you wear what does pastor joey's day look like Yes. Yeah, so, um, you know, I my life hasn't always been like this, and I don't like to share it a lot because I don't want people to feel like they have to copy or emulate it. But mm-hmm. I will say there's 
nuggets in there that are uh, keys to success. And so um, as I grew in my relationship with the Lord and my kids grew, um, I knew that it was a season where, okay, like they don't need me as much. I can start to get up earlier. They're going to actually sleep in a little bit. Um, and so I took responsibility for my own growth. And um, what what I had to do was I had to look for a time in my day when I could do that. And the truth of the matter is when 9 o'clock hits every morning, my day is not my own. Mm-hmm. And in fact, even in my morning routine, there's about an hour. Actually, at like 6.40, the day is not my own. Um, <laughs> and that you just are serving other people. And if mm-hmm. I don't get up and, and take advantage of the time that I have before everyone else gets up, I can find myself being resentful or using it as an excuse not that I'm not growing. And, and so I get up early. I get up at around 5 a.m. I have my quiet time. Have my chair, my spot. I have my coffee ready to go. Um, that that I just spend with the Lord, and it's it's time that I just focus on Him. Um, and then I'll take some time and I'll look at my planner, see what I have going for the day or the week. I'll make sure that like every all my ducks are in a row. Um, and, and so I can't. I mean, I feel like we could have a whole session on this. It's hard I know, to condense it's it. So good. So with using your planner <laughs> and meal planning and. Um, literally when I sit down and start my day, I, I look at the schedule and because of all the prep I have done weekly, everything's laid out for me, like hour by hour, pretty much. Um, if I want it to be uh, down to like, if I have to run to the store, it's time blocked what I need mm-hmm. to get that week. If it's birthday cards, anniversary cards, um, the meal for the night is planned out in the summer. I'll have breakfast, lunch, and dinner planned out just because it's easier for me. Mm-hmm. I operate best when there's something I can execute and me being the boss of me to execute things um, is really helpful. So all that to say is after I have my morning routine, I'll get the kids up and going, make them breakfast, get their lunches, um, do a load of laundry, maybe run the vacuum, do some light housework, uh, take them to school, uh, come back and get ready for work. When I'm getting ready for work, I'll throw on a podcast, throw on some worship music um, to really have some learning and engagement time. And then um, go off for the day. So usually then I get to be at work all day and do amazing things like record podcasts and minister <laughs> to women and write things and um, be a blessing, hopefully, to other people. And yeah. then when I come home, I try to be home when they get home from school and I shift. I used to think, oh, you know, it's not fair. My husband comes home and maybe he gets to relax, but I, I feel like it's part two to my job. Yeah. Instead of uh, instead of re- being resentful towards that, I started embracing it. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times on the drive home, I'm like, oh, Thank you, Lord, for grace for this next, uh, this next part two. few hours. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, so just knowing that I'm devoting myself to them, um, you know, finishing up a few chores. But usually by the time I leave at 9 a.m., all of the must dos for the day are done. That's so good. I feel like we need to start like a 5 a.m. club yeah. for accountability, ladies. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I mean, and there's seasons where you're going to need more rest. Sure. And there's seasons, you know, that you have babies that you can't do that. But mm-hmm. um, but it's it's very, very valuable to me. Mm-hmm. To get up now, early. were you always that type of person, like very structured like that? Or yes. did you have to become that person? I was always very structured. I was very um, self-governing as a teenager. And even looking back, I was very... Like uh, I would get up in the summer, I would go for a run, I would come back, I would spend time reading, I would mm-hmm. um, exercise, whatever whatever it was, take a shower, make lunch, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So I was very structured. Um, as my kids were little, I didn't like that lack of structure. It made me feel crazy and out of control and like I wasn't doing anything. So I started to even structure 
our kids' days. Like, okay, from 10 to 11, we're going to have music time. From 11 to 12, you're going to be able to watch a TV show while I do something. So, um, you know, you definitely learn that you're not in control of everything and you have to be flexible right. in your structure because we, as women, we can take things too far yeah. and make ourselves <laughs> crazy. Um, and, and we all have something that naturally works, a rhythm that works for us. But um, I work best under structure. So. That's so good. Yeah. Now, uh, maybe there's someone watching that isn't that way but wants to, um, you know, continue to grow in that. And I'm sure there's days where you might not always feel like doing it or uh, you might not feel the motivation. What come, like, what do we tap into? What's that secret power yeah. to get us through? <laughs> I have a saying, and it's every darn day. Yep. And so, EDD. And, <laughs> and things that I know, investments that I make every day um, that keep me ahead of the chaos. And so there's different mm. seasons where... Um, you know, my dad has been in and out of the hospital at times that, that I've had to restructure my day around that. But because I make the investments every day, it gives you actually more flexibility. So uh, it increases your capacity. There's so many mm -hmm. things that it does. But um, if you're not like structured like that normally, I would say start small. We go into things like full full speed ahead and then we <laughs> crash and burn. Right. So I'd say, you know, if you don't get up early, set your alarm 20 minutes earlier and just try to implement one thing. Mm -hmm. I often say try a power hour if you're new to it, which is, um, it, it, you know, get up in the first hour of your day, whatever time that allows for. If you have to be at work at 9 or 10, uh, allow that hour where you can spend 20 minutes reading, 20 minutes praying, and 20 minutes doing something else to invest in you, whether that's reading a non-Bible book or whether it's listening to a podcast or 20 minutes of exercise, that hour in your day will set you up to create good habits and, and you know, get into habit stacking and you mm -hmm. get into slow changes, creating a lifestyle. So. It sets you up for success for the day. It does. It all rides off of that first beginning morning routine. So, so sure. good. Yeah. Speaking of the morning routine, what does Pastor Joey's personal time and devotion with the Lord look like? Yes. So my favorite time of the day. So, um, you know, I am very structured, like I said. So I set myself on a, on a Bible reading plan as well. Um, so I'll read a psalm and a proverb of the day, whatever day of the month it is. And then I'll have a book of the Bible. So when, say I'm in Philippians. I will read uh, the intro to Philippians. I'll get into the history of it in a good study Bible. And then I'll dive into Philippians. And I'll just take my time. I don't really, sometimes I'm on a Bible reading plan mm -hmm. where I want to get through the New Testament or I want to get through. But most of the time I just like really let the word sit and get into the word. One of my pet peeves in Bible reading is spending time in the Bible and getting up and not remembering what. I read right because my mind was somewhere else mm -hmm. so really letting there's diff a difference between reading the word and letting the word read you yes. so I try to really engage in that and always walk away with something that has spoken to me out mm -hmm. of the word and so and then I'd spend time in prayer um, I spend time just before the Lord praying in the spirit I recommend that to whatever your capacity is if you're new in the Lord like 30 seconds praying in the spirit might feel like a long time but, but take that time just to really focus on him. And then, you know, uh, just whatever's on your heart, just begin to have that conversation with him, you know, praying for my kids, praying for our church, praying for the family, and just waiting to listen. Uh, mm -hmm. What he's saying in that moment is really important too. Most of the time what happens, to be honest with you, is I'll have all of that, and then I'll be doing something random. And the Lord will speak just to put me. It in your heart. Yeah, so so clearly. So um, you know, just keeping your your heart open to Him all day too is mm -hmm. so important. I love that. And how do you uh, craft 
uh, when you're preparing to preach, you're you're gathering a sermon. What does that look like? Because that's another layer. <laughs> it's another layer, yeah. And in any given week, thank the Lord. I remember the days where I was like, Lord, I just want to be used by you. And like, <laughs> whether it's podcasts or blogs or like, there's sometimes I have to come up with like five to six messages yeah. on different things mm-hmm. in one given week. So, um, you know, just really starting to put your receptors out. Like, Lord, what do you want to speak? What are you speaking? What's alive to me right now? Um, That's where I usually start. Like, is there a topic that I'm feeling? Or is there a scripture? Or is there a quote that I heard that really resonated with me? Mm -hmm. And then I'll just uh, dive deeper into that, develop it. Um, just really get into the word, do a little bit, you know, when this is, could be in a whole other podcast, Yeah. <laughs> uh, but whenever you're preaching the word, you want to dive deep to keep it simple. So mm. the more I know about that, that scripture or that Bible study, I might get into layers of the Hebrew or the Greek and right. never use it. But what it's done is it's giving me more to pull from, to make it relatable right. to people. So, um, so just really starting that study process and, um, and just being open to being spirit led. Uh, you know, be like, sometimes I, I preach and I'm like, I don't know how this is all going to come together, but it's like throwing a Hail Mary. Like I studied Lord, throwing it up this to you, you and we'll see what happens. Yep. So, so good. Yeah. I love that. What would you say is your favorite scripture and why? It changes. Um, the one that's probably the most consistent is out of Genesis 50 verse 20 and an OT yes (laughs) Old Testament and I feel like I come around to the scripture in almost every message that I preach because I love it so much and it's really the story of my life um that that you know Joseph's having a discussion with his brothers and they come they apologize because talk about family issues like he had some family Mm -hmm. issues he was done wrong by his brothers you know some hurt had to lay some boundaries there all the things And his brothers come back to him and they apologize. And his response in Genesis 50, 20 is, don't apologize to me, please. For what the enemy has meant to harm me, God has actually turned it and used it for my good. And that's just my declaration over every area of my life. I mean, there's so much we didn't even hit on it of things that have happened and and things that I've been through. But it's all a wash in comparison to the goodness of God and his faithfulness. And uh, truly, he's turned it and used it to push me towards my purpose. That's so good. And I know there's so much we could dive into more on your life. But looking back, what are some areas where you saw the Lord miraculously move? Uh Wow. <laughs> it's a loaded one. So Yeah, I get every worship song I've heard like in the past, <laughs> like too good to not believe, all the Mavericks. Yeah. Um, you know, just looking back, he's done so many things. From me, even transitioning, getting saved, my salvation yeah. was a miracle. When I tell you yeah. that, it was a miracle filled with the Holy Spirit to being called into the ministry and um, all of that working out. Um, to, uh, you know, my, my dad uh, had a heart attack, massive heart attack in front of his house. And I arrived on the scene and he was pretty much dead. He was blue and, um, like barely a pulse and just speaking Mm. life and, um, telling the paramedics to move out of the way. Like this is the first time I encountered the gift of faith, uh, Bible in operation in my life. Um, and he survived and, and it was a miracle. Yeah. Paramedics will still stop at his house to this day. Mm, um, that's amazing. Saying it was a miracle. Uh, and then, you know, uh, my husband was in a car accident in front of me, like lots of trauma, you know, that <laughs> some things happen, but then you like, you see things and you're like, really? Like, um, but, but so he was in a car accident and it was really bad. And I pulled up on the scene and I didn't know it was him. And, and I just saw God turn that whole thing around for our good, but it really taught me how to steward my faith, how to stay in control with my spirit over my emotions. Um, so that was miraculous. Um, 
Mia, my my fifth child, um, I say this all the time. All those other things are traumatic, but and my mother died suddenly, um, unexpectedly. But what really, really shook me was when my fifth child was born and she um, had a breathing issue with her lungs and she had to be t- rushed to NICU and they didn't know what was wrong with her. And I just remember out of all of the different circumstances, trauma as a wife, trauma as a daughter, trauma as a mother was really, really difficult. Mm. Um, and just I remember laying in the hospital room, like trying to remember all of the scripture verses right. on healing, like uh, and all of those things. And um, but God, you know, did a miraculous turnaround in her, and and, and she ended up being fine and healthy. Uh, but but so I mean, I've seen God work so many miracles. We've seen financial miracles. People have given us cars. We've been able to sew cars. Like God's just so so yes. good. And and I feel like what we do is we overlook the miraculous. Um, is and we think what are the big things that he's done in my life and we're like I don't know well you know he does the little miracles yes. almost daily that we mm-hmm. don't even realize yeah. um, and so so he's just so good I love that <laughs> so good so closing up wrapping up let's just ask some fun Pastor Joey questions what are some fun random things that people may not assume about you I'm shy. I'm shy. Like until you get to know me, I'm really shy. Except when I have a microphone, I'll tell you anything. My husband's like, <laughs> so just really? Walk around with really? a microphone, yes. everyone. <laughs> um, uh, you probably don't know. Like out of my husband and and myself, like he is the outgoing, like funny in front of people. But I would say behind closed doors, I'm probably more funny than oh, he yeah. is. Um, <laughs> sorry, babe, if you're listening, you're probably not listening. But if you are listening, um, uh, and I would say, uh, yeah, I I like classical music. I like art. Mm. So there's a very artsy side of me um, that maybe people don't know. And I don't like to shop. Believe it. Oh or my not. gosh, what this yes. is earth shattering. I don't. How enjoy did we not shopping? know this? <laughs> Like I, if, if I want to wear something, I'm like, okay, that's what I want to wear. I get a vision for it. And then I just like go on a mission, but to just walk around, um, like a mall yeah. or I'm like, this is torture. I'm it's ready like a to time go waster. like now. Yeah. I want to mm-hmm. go right now. So, it. um, yeah. So. <laughs> oh, that's so, I love that. That's yeah. fun. What would you say is, uh, one of the most influential people in your life or who oh, you geez. view as an influencer? <sighs> I mean, I think I, I pull a lot from different people. Um, I always, obviously, Jesus, that's like the unspoken yes. one. Um, <laughs> Billy Graham, when it comes to ministry, he operated integrity and he stayed in his lane. Um, I admire him for just um, his steadfastness and integrity and the impact that he was able to make um, on the nation without compromising any of his standards. Um, I really uh, love like Mother Teresa, uh, just her compassion and what she did um, to serve. That has always made an impact on me is wanting to be generous and caring for others. Um, yeah, that I mean, there's just so many different influencers mm-hmm. in my life. I feel like I mean, I have fashion icons sure. that I look to. I have business women that have been inspirational to me. So I just kind of pull from. I can meet somebody at the outlets and, and they could something that I that they did could inspire me. So I kinda take inspiration from people that I meet. It's probably the part of me that likes to, to mine that out of people. Mm-hmm. I also pick it up and take yeah. it as inspiration. Um, I my children are a great inspiration in the sense of not uh, you know, somebody maybe who is like an icon or that you look up to, but but my children inspire me to be the best version of me on a daily basis mm-hmm. and truly, truly, truly. So um that's so good. What if you could tell yourself, if your younger self anything, what would it be? Relax. 
relax it's all gonna work out (laughs) don't be so hard on yourself you know you're you're not gonna mess up your kids they're gonna love you you know you're not gonna mess up the ministry god's grace is on you um it's all gonna work out like this too shall pass Mm -hmm. just enjoy the journey Mm -hmm. so i love that (laughs) well we dug deeper we got a look a little glimpse into who pastor joey is thank you for sharing thank you for opening up your heart absolutely i have a microphone so you can ask me (laughs) there you go So thank you so much for joining us today. We're so excited to have you. We hope you enjoyed it. And we're excited for the yes. rest of the season with the podcast. It's good. We have interviews. So we have to topics. We're diving a little bit deeper into some things that are going on in current events, which could be scary. Um, if, if you know me, because I, I can be opinionated. <laughs> Believe it or not, that's another thing there that you, you don't go. know. Um, and so, uh, so I'm excited about this season. So good. Well, thank you again. We will see you guys here next time.